folks, we made a severe miscalculation. All that and more on this week's Accidents Happen. Oh, get ready for a great episode. (laughs) This is our version of a chaos episode. Welcome to Accidents Happen, the show where we pick movies about completely unrelated things from our lives that we can't relate to (laughs) (laughs) the show where we try and pick a theme and we have been led very astray (laughs) google failed us this week (laughs) oh my god the 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 theme we were going for this week is thanksgiving because hey look at that it's the end of november uh week of thanksgiving and uh, the, so Tim and I googled Thanksgiving movies, and we were going through them. There's the regulars, you know. You got trains, planes, automobiles, the classics. You got Thanks killing, and then we saw Paul Paul Blart Mall Cop Two, and and we just thought, wow, that's wild. What a movie, Paul yeah. Paul Blart Mall Cop Two. Um, it must take place during Thanksgiving. Why else would it be a Thanksgiving? Why movie? exactly? Folks, they don't mention it once. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 is absolutely nothing to do with Thanksgiving. Not only does it have um, nothing to do with Thanksgiving, Jameson, but I also Googled it to see when it came out. Because maybe it's like, okay, it was released like around Thanksgiving <laughs> and, uh, in 2015. Maybe that was it. No, it was released, Jameson, and I shit you not. April 17th. It wasn't even okay in the same season as Thanksgiving. A th- truly a Thanksgiving movie. movie. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I, I did a little bit of Googling because after I watched this movie, I was like, what? How is this a Thanksgiving movie? Why, why does why? Google consider this a Thanksgiving movie? And it turns out there's this podcast. I'm forgetting the name of it right now. Till so Death Do Us Part. Till Death Do Us Part. And every year they they re-review Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 on Thanksgiving. Don't know how it became a tradition, but um, I don't know. Well, I, I spent, yeah. how, how long is this movie, Tim? Like, it's it's probably a, a breezy hour 20, hour 30. It's, it's an hour 30, yeah. Yeah. So I spent an hour 30 of my life this week watching this movie. I wasn't ab- about to watch another movie for the show. Jameson texts me. He's like, they don't really talk about Thanksgiving. And then I just simply responded, ha 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 Thinking they mentioned it once or like maybe the beginning of the movie's Thanksgiving. Nope. Let me pull up. Let me pull up the receipts. All right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm watching this movie. I say, Tim, this movie has absolutely nothing to do with Thanksgiving. <laughs> That is what I said. That's the quote. This ha- this has absolutely nothing to do with Thanksgiving. Ha 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 ha, says Tim. My concerns fall on deaf ears. A half hour later, I text him again. Like I straight up, like I straight up don't know what to talk about. LMAO. What I say, what I Because <laughs> I, w- I was under the impression that like, while most of the movie isn't about Thanksgiving, I assumed there was at least some mention of it. And, and I so, apologize. Tim, you just watched. You just watched. I it, watched right? it today. Finished. They don't even say the word Thanksgiving. <laughs> no one's thankful. No one is thankful. No one eats a lot of food. It's not autumn. They're in Nevada. They go to Vegas. He, he's wearing a pink flamingo shirt. So, <laughs> thank it is you, going. Google. Thank you for thank, thank you, you, Google, for telling us Paul Blart Mall Cop Two was a Thanksgiving movie. And I had never seen it. I'd I'd only seen one, which I think is a Christmas movie. I don't. I I sure. I I I, re- could, I think I remember Mistletoe. I don't know. I haven't seen it in like a decade. I've I haven't seen it since it came out. Yeah. But you know, but it seems are, like the kind of thing that could be reasonable. Like it sounds a thousand like, oh, percent. Mall Cop Two is a Thanksgiving movie. Sure, it is. Sure, yeah. 
Yeah, and fucking Nightmare Before Christmas is both a Halloween and a Christmas movie. I've seen both arguments, so it stood it, good reason that Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2, would be a Thanksgiving movie. He's a hefty man. There it could is. be a big old Thanksgiving meal at some point in this movie. There should have been. So Okay, so... Do you want me to put the timer on? Yeah, put the timer on. Put the timer on. Get this shit over with. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jameson, are you ready? Are you ready for the Thanksgiving version of our countdown? (laughs) 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 All right, buddy. (laughs) Three, two, one, go. All right, so this movie is six years after the original Paul Blart Mall Cop. And Kevin James gets invited to this security uh, conference, whatever they're, whatever they're called. Big, everybody is, is getting together. They're all security guards and shit. They go to Las Vegas, Nevada, some big hotel that definitely paid for the majority of this movie's budget. And um, while they're at the hotel, there are some people that are trying to steal paintings that are for some reason being kept in just like the hallways of these of, of this hotel instead of in a museum like like sunflowers by van gogh and um and paul blart and other several uh, quirky security guards have to have to stop these assailants from stealing this precious precious art from the hotel jameson with just a second to spare you did it you successfully told the plot of paul blart mall cop 2 now, I texted I, you after I watched this movie and said I had a lot to say about it. Yeah, tell me, what, what do you have to say? Because I, I have next to nothing to say about this movie. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I hated this movie. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not yeah. only was I just waiting for an utterance of the word Thanksgiving, <laughs> but, but oh my God, I, I just hate it. The real plot doesn't kick in until 45 minutes into the movie, which, might I add, the best minutes of the movie are the first Mm -hmm. two. Yeah. And let me tell you why, Jameson. Tell me why, Like I I said, it's been about a decade since I've seen Paul Blart 1. Did I remember that he got married at the end of Paul Blart 1? Absolutely no, not. Why would you? <laughs> but right in the beginning of Paul Blart Mall Cop 2, not only does Paul Blart get divorced after six days of marriage, but his mom gets struck and killed by a milk truck. Yeah. And the rest of the movie is downhill from there. Yeah. No, this is this is one of the few gags that I did enjoy during the movie, which is that um, Kevin James has a chair where he gets sad. <laughs> yeah, he just has like a chair in a room where whenever he's sad, he sits there and he looks at a picture of someone like his ex-wife or his dead mom and then someone comforts him and he gets out of the chair and he squeals and then he runs away. This movie is. And- <laughs> peak kevin james yeah not yeah i like um i i don't i could i couldn't tell you what the rest of the jokes are the rest of the jokes are paul blart things that happened in the first movie that's that's one of the categories of of jokes is paul blart like passing out because he doesn't have enough sugar or sliding too far yeah uh, and accidentally going past a, a piece of cover um classic blardisms yeah d- d- defeating bad guys that are much stronger than him is, by accidentally doing something good and then like what else is there i don't know just like getting kicked by a horse holy shit that would have <laughs> killed a man <laughs> that was, I thought to myself, be holy shit, <laughs> they just killed Paul Blart. Imagine if this movie <laughs> just ended with Paul Blart. 
there, was, there, was, there were so many moments in this movie where you could easily like assume, holy shit, did they just kill Paul Blart? I would, I would love, I would, I would love though if we went through this entire movie. Uh, Paul Blart, sadder than he's ever been, goes to this hotel, thinks that people appreciate him, uh, learns that he's unappreciated by his peers, but then gets their trust back, gets their, uh, you know, uh, garners their their praise, and then is feeling great, has a great relationship with his daughter, drops her off at college, then he gets hit by a a horse, (laughs) and then a doctor leans over his limp body, goes... He's dead. (laughs) (laughs) And then credits. Rest in peace, Paul Blart. (laughs) They didn't have the balls to kill Paul Blart. Alan Finkman did not have the fucking nads (laughs) to do God's will and kill Paul Blart. (laughs) Jameson, me and you need to get really drunk one day. And write uh-huh. and write Paul Blart three and make it the <laughs> most and make it the most Paul Blart movie. <laughs> at the end of the movie, he's just walking down the street, has a heart attack, and just dies. I have I have a second pitch for you. Tim. Okay, okay. We have a Paul Blart movie, and sure. then at the end we have a Shyamalan twist where we reveal that he died when he got kicked <laughs> by that horse, and he's been dead the entire movie. <laughs> oh my god! But like there there are moments like they're like Tyler Durden Fight Club moments throughout the movie. Where like yes. things are spliced in that makes you think, wait a minute, is Paul Blart dead? <laughs> and the answer, oh buddy, the answer is yes. <laughs> there was another uh, time I thought that they were legitimately good. Just like, well, I thought it would have been hilarious if they had done this. But the scene where, for some reason, he puts himself in a suitcase labeled bulletproof. Oh yeah, and. Hey, he throws himself down a big flight of stairs. Which, first off, if if he had just fallen down the stairs and, like, the, the henchman opened up the bag and you just see, like, Paul Blart broken neck, just <laughs> KO, that would have been funny enough, okay? But the gag in the movie is that he, he falls he down the stairs. on the man. Lands on the man and somehow gets catapulted out of like a thirty-story window. <laughs> yeah, give a window take. into a pool. Into a pool, and they even make a joke. And he's like, "Paul, Paul's like, you see the 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 water like coming into the suitcase, or yeah, into the suitcase." And he's like, "Oh, this is what this is how it ends for Blart." And then like he rises up and he's like, "Not today, <laughs> death." Would have been really fucking funny <laughs> if the suitcase just. Land it in the water and you just see it sink. <laughs> or it would have been great if if the, if it if there was a pool and he uh, or there was a pool. But what if he just missed the pool by like an inch <laughs> and then you see just like a pool of blood surround the suitcase? <laughs> people go, oh my god! <laughs> like the the, the henchman in the the henchman looking up just goes. Holy shit. <laughs> oh also, God. that suitcase should not fill it should not fit Kevin James inside. No, it looked about a foot <laughs> wide, but like the it's, camera angle inside made it look like the fucking TARDIS. It's it's insane. Oh God. God. Another complaint about that is that Paul Blart's uh you know uniform is fully white and he, when he gets yeah. out of the pool, it doesn't seem like he's wet at all. We should be seeing full Kevin James nips right there. Yeah, I would say, you know, I would say that's a complaint of mine too, Jameson, that we don't see Kevin James nips. (laughs) Out of all the complaints I have with this movie, primarily the very awkward first person uh, angles that they go for, especially at the end where Kevin James right to camera goes, always bet on Blart. 
that gave I me <laughs> that gave me glaucoma. Uh, <laughs> but what was worse was not seeing Kevin James nips. Yes, I just watched this movie uh, two nights ago, and I I honestly don't remember any I, first person cameras. Oh, I watched it three hours ago, and there were quite a few. <laughs> this movie is that forgettable. I just watched it. Not gonna lie, I forget a lot of the jokes. <laughs> yes, I, no, they're in okay. one ear and out the other. This movie suffers from something that I hate a lot in these like popular like comedies of like buffoon hero is Mm -hmm. the secondhand embarrassment I get from watching this movie. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. I can't stand it. I cannot stand (laughs) it. I can't like when he was talking to the general manager of the hotel and Oh my God. And he was like, come on. I know what you're doing. Come on, you're coming on really strong. And she was like, I was just handing you your key. And he's like, listen, your upper lip sweating. I know. And she's like, shit, I guess you're right. Motherfucker gaslit <laughs> the general manager into loving him. Yeah, by the end of the movie, she's like, she's like, I'm leaving my boyfriend. I must be with you, my love. She says, me amor. Paul Blart, me amor. <laughs> Dude, imagine. I think after she says that is when he has the hypoglycemia. I I think that's how you say it. I'm not a fucking doctor. Mm -hmm. Is when he has the episode and he just drops. I could be wrong. There are like nine moments where he runs through the halls. Um, Imagine if it didn't surprise me. Okay. At all. Was that uh, so? The general manager of the hotel is a gorgeous woman. Who, oh yeah, uh, fall, falls in love with Kevin James by the end of the movie. Uh, at the end of the movie, you get to the credits, you see "written by Kevin James." You go, yeah, that yeah, makes that sense. makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> that, that makes a lot of sense. So, oh, so shit, Kevin James also didn't have the courage to kill Paul Blart. Yeah, we're, we're Jameson. We're doing it. We have to write Paul Blart three. We and will we're take sending it. it to Kevin James. We're sending it to Kevin James, and we're gonna say, Mister James, big fans. Um, we, we have, have something a billion dollar movie for you right here. <laughs> the family romp of the summer in which Paul Blart is revealed to be dead after the kick from the horse. Oh we my God. Printing money on that script. <laughs> Secretary of treasury, Steve Mnuchin says we're allocating all of our government funds to this movie. Yeah, we have, now we now we have to pay we have to pay for things in pages of Paul Blart scripts. <laughs> Dude, I just like actually that would just, be the first ten pages of Paul Blart Mo Cop Two. <laughs> can oh, you split? Uh, can you split the last fifty, folks? The, the, the new iPhone costs you uh, the, <laughs> the low cost of the pages where Paul Blart dies. <laughs> the most valuable. The most valuable. <laughs> the value system is the farther the pages are away from the moment where Paul Blart <laughs> dies is the least valuable parts of the script. Oh my god. So so what I love so much is is how festive this movie made me feel for the Thanksgiving season. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I, as I sat down to watch this today, I go, I sat down, I had a I have a new sweatshirt, got a hot cup of cocoa. And I thought to my, I, I I thought to myself, what does this Thanksgiving season need, <laughs> buddy? It needs Paul Blart Mall Cop Two. New tradition every year: sit down with the family, <laughs> watch the shittiest movie I think I've ever made myself Dude, watch. We watched, um, we've seen Emoji Movie, um, fucking on Fail Son. We watched uh, uh, Food Fight. Food Fight. Well, uh, we've seen some real stinkers. On this show. Like movies that have no fucking business being called good. Yeah, or existing. Exactly. But Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 filled me with such existential rage. Yeah. Had it not been for, for this show, I don't I don't think I would have made it past the first 20 minutes. The only I, I dude, to, <laughs> if if it weren't for this show. Myself. If it weren't for this show. 
I would have stopped watching after his mother got ran over because that I go, it can't get, it can't get better than that. And it didn't, it really didn't. It did not. Oh my God. I'll get, I'll be completely honest when they were doing the flashback to the wedding scene. First off, they got married in a mall. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. But I'm looking at the actress who plays Paul Blart's wife, and I'm going, man, that woman really doesn't want to be there. Yeah. And then the next scene, he gets the divorce papers. Divorce papers. I love in in movies and TV shows when the when the behind the scenes drama, I guess, is just so obvious. Like, oh, oh my god, what do you th- like? What do you think must have happened? Do you think it was a money thing? I don't think it was a money thing. I just think that the actress who played his wife was like, do you want to be in Mall Cop 2? And she went, no. Her agent was like, do you want to kill your career? <laughs> do you want to kill your if career If you ever want to be in another film, don't be in Mall Cop 2. Dude, I, I genuinely think that, that like the typically the simplest answer is the correct one. And I think... That is the simplest answer. Unless there was some backstage drama with, you know, create creative control man Kevin James holding after his baby, Paul Blart. There's no way. There's there's no way this is his baby. This is not the way you treat a baby. This is like <laughs> I mean, it, it, it I'm not even sure at times that there was a script for this movie. Like there's there's yeah. this one gag where um, they're all the cops are like meeting each other, and then this one dude just shows up, and they're like, "Oh, uh, hi," and then he just hugs Kevin James. Yeah, and and it was like, this can't be scripted. There's no way this is scripted. Like it was so awkward. It yeah, this movie's very awkward. I I, I would say you brought up that at the end of the movie when the credits roll, it says written by Kevin James. Um, the word written is doing a lot of heavy lifting in that sentence. <laughs> yeah. Because either it wasn't written well or it wasn't written at all, and I don't know which one is more probable. Yeah. I, there are certainly some scenes where, I, I mean, and it's, in, it's inevitable with, like, comedies like this that they're like, oh, let's do some improv. Like, um, Oh, yeah. But just... It's like, I feel like it was so obvious when it was like, okay, well, let's just do something. And they're like, okay, well, we have this banana. If we could do something with this oh banana. Oh, my God. I forgot about the goddamn, uh, with Myrtle the turtle eating the banana. It's shit like that where it's like, why, like, where do you even come up with that? Like, why? Dude, I forgot about you, that. You want to explain the banana? So- I guess so. <laughs> so this is our food. This is our Thanksgiving connection. Yeah. Okay. This is this is the <laughs> this is the the dinner scene. He's in the basement of the hotel, and uh, he goes to like the shipping dock, and uh, he's on a Segway, and he goes, um, oh, he's he's looking around at all the different like uh, crates, and because uh, they're stealing paintings. Yeah, they're stealing paintings, um, which for some reason there was shipping. Something being shipped from that company in the shipyard. It makes no sense. But uh, uh, an employee walks up and Paul Blart goes, oh, don't worry, I'm from shipping. And the guy goes, I'm from shipping. And Paul Blart goes, well, I'm from internal affairs of shipping. And the guy corporate goes. Corporate shipping. Yeah, corporate shipping. And the guy goes, oh, okay. Can I eat my lunch? And Paul's like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> And this dude named Myrtle takes out a banana to which Paul Blart ad- like justifiably goes, that's the brownest banana I've ever seen. It's so stupid. <laughs> and Myrtle eats the banana. But not like a normal person. He just doesn't peel it and just takes a bite out of it. And they spend a minute talking about the banana while Kevin James gags. Yeah. It doesn't feel good. It's, and it's like, what time of day is it that he's eating his lunch? 
Yeah, the whole movie takes place <laughs> after like 9 p.m. <laughs> and if you're working a night shift, your lunch isn't 9 p.m. It's like 1 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is this movie do- going on about? <laughs> God, I hate Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Oh my god. Let's not even bring up the fucking UCLA plot point. <laughs> let's not talk about the daughter at all. Yeah, let's not talk about <laughs> her at all because she didn't know what she was getting. Or actually, she did. She was in one as well. Yeah. She knew Dude, it was damn well. Quite possibly some of the worst acting I've ever seen in a movie was the daughter and the kid from Waverly Place. That was... Hold on. That kid's from Waverly Place? The Wizards of Waverly Place. He's Justin, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm, and it's like whenever the two... Because I think she's also from Disney. She's also a she Disney She is, actor. yeah. Let me. And let so me whenever the two that. of them are in a scene together, it's like... Did you guys read the script? Like, does someone have cue cards behind you? Like, flipping the cue cards as you finish what you're saying? Insane. Yeah, Rainy Rodriguez is from Austin and Alley. That's her big claim to fame, besides Paul Blart. Yeah, but her and the... I think the kid's name in the movie was Lane. I don't know. I think they're like, what's a millennial name? That's how I call them. Yeah, the kid from Wizards of Waverly Place. Uh, it's almost as if the, the 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 director was like, all right, you two are going to have a little flirt scene. And they're going to be like, oh, what are our lines? And he goes, that's up to you. Yeah. And they were like, what? And some of the worst chemistry I've ever seen. There's absolutely, there's no chemistry at all. Dude, it's uh, like, why, 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 why do, or do you like each other? Like, what? Ex- Dude, what are your interests? Yeah, there's nothing to... I mean, the, the scene that kind of sums it up for me and is, is when uh, Rainy... Rainy Paul Blart's daughter. Uh, I forget her name in the movie, but her... I just looked it up. But um, she, she, she goes missing for about a couple minutes. Yeah. Uh, she gets held at gunpoint. And... Uh, Waverly oh, I Place you were kid. About something else. Oh no, I'm not talking about the first time she goes missing for a couple of minutes. Um, uh-huh. I'm, yeah, so they're at some like party in the hotel, and Paul Blart's daughter sneaks off to take a phone call, and uh, she gets ho- taken hostage by the bank by the hotel heist people, and so Wa- Waverly Place boy is like, hey. Where is she? And then the guy goes, who? And the only way that Waverly Place Boy can think to jog this guy's memory is, I just introduced you to her. And like, come up with something else. You're the love interest. Be Do like, you not oh, know her name? Yeah, yeah. I don't think she says her name once. But yeah, somehow they exchange I, phone numbers. I'm tired. Yeah, they have phone numbers. She's, she, he, uh, he bought her a, a snow globe. Dude. They, they don't know each other's first names. God, I forgot about the snow globe. Oh, my God. The snow globe was just a plot device to get them out of the room. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a copper wiring. And the baby. I'm so, I, I, God, I hate this movie. Um, so I was thinking of this other scene where she gets kidnapped because, uh, that was another thing that I thought was, it was pretty funny. Like as far as Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 goes is that she like (laughs) sneaks off to meet with this boy and she tells her dad that she's going to take a nap and she can't go wherever he's going. So he comes back from his thing early and she's not there. So he freaks out that she's been kidnapped, even though it's been like 10 minutes. Yeah. And he calls the, the hotel security. And they're like, okay, normally we have to wait until it's 24 hours. And, but since you're like a cop or whatever, like we'll, we'll start looking for her or something. And then she calls him right then. And it's the daughter and all the cops are in the room. 
asking him what they want him to do next. And it's like, she's got him. He's, he's got her on the phone. And I was like, ha ha. But yeah. the, the thing about that is that, so that establishes that Paul Plart is so anxious and paranoid about protecting his daughter. But then when she is actually being kidnapped by the paint, like the paint thieves and like is at gunpoint, she calls him and he's about to give a speech or something, or he just gave a speech. He, he was remember. in the middle of the speech. Uh-huh. But at some point, she he actually picks up the phone, and she's, like, panicked. Like, it's like, she's talking as if she has a gun pointed to her head. And he's like, uh, yeah, sure, okay. And then, like, hangs up, and you're like, what, are you the same person? There's no way. Yeah. God. This movie really makes you think. Also, another thing with that scene is after the cops leave, for some reason he finds the bathrobe on the floor, and in the bathrobe she has the UCLA <laughs> acceptance letter. Folded up and put in the bathrobe no. on the floor, and then she's like, where did you get that? Where, where, <laughs> where did you get that thing that I left on the floor? <laughs> but like, I imagine put in my bathrobe. Yeah, imagine like, all right, time to take a bath. All right, got my soaps, got my... My sense, I lit the candles, got my bathrobe, you said you see a like, acceptance letter in the pocket. Yeah, the fact the fact that she had to pack that when they went <laughs> when they got on a plane. She was like, What am I gonna bring? I'm gonna bring clothes, I'm gonna bring stuff for the bathroom, I'm gonna bring my bathing suit, I'm gonna bring my UCLA <laughs> acceptance letter just to look at while I'm sitting on the bath. The thing that I don't want my father to know about. I'm gonna bring with <laughs> with me on this trip where we're staying in the same room. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, we've made a big mistake. We've made a terrible mistake. And Jameson, we're at that part of the show now where typically we would <laughs> relate the movie to the kind of overarching theme of the day. There's a little yeah, bit of a, there's a there's a little bit of a, of a parallel here, but considering they don't utter the words Thanksgiving <laughs> once, and we wanted this to be a Thanksgiving themed episode, <laughs> we're gonna fucking roll with it. Yeah, what I mean, maybe we should research our movies before we. Anyway, but yeah, the last episode we talked about improv and watched the movie Don't Think Twice, which is like the lines were so blurred between the talking about the movie and talking about our lives part. And this and this episode is like, what are we going to talk about? Yeah. So, so, so what are your thoughts, Tim? I, well, I guess my first question is, Jameson, what's your most fond Thanksgiving memory? <laughs> my most... Fond Thanksgiving memory. Let me think. Uh, I have this great story where um, uh, I I went to Catholic school for for a Mm -hmm. year in kindergarten. Um, And in kindergarten on Thanksgiving, we had to we, we had to all do this thing where we had a piece of paper and we had to like write what we were thankful for and and Mm -hmm. maybe draw a picture or something, something like that to like teach kids to say, be thankful, whatever, because it's Thanksgiving. And so people, obviously they say things like, I'm thankful for my mom because she takes care of me when I'm sick. I'm thankful for my dog because it makes me happy when I'm sad. I'm thankful to have my health or whatever. Um, my my uh, uh my answer to this problem was uh, I I'm thankful for the fridge because it keeps all my food cold. That's <laughs> that's a big brain thankful though. Yeah, I respect and that. If we're talking about Thanksgiving, we gotta be talking about food. We have to be talking about food. Yeah, you I have mean, to have can, leftovers on Thanksgiving. Are you are you a big fan of the day after uh, Thanksgiving leftovers? I like making sandwiches out of everything. Like it like mm-hmm. disgusting sandwiches that you would never eat any other time of the year where it's like yeah. the bread is a biscuit and then yep. like a t- turkey and then mashed potatoes and gravy and you eat that and it's like the plainest sandwich you've ever eaten in your life. It's it, it, but it's just like 100 mil, like 
carbs or whatever. Yeah. It's the driest sandwich you've ever eaten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to, it's like eating cement. Dude, my brothers love the day after Thanksgiving sandwiches. Like they do the same thing. Like they do. Uh, we do. We get rolls from a bakery near us. Mm-hmm. So we do the rolls. We do the turkey. The we do the stuffing. We do gravy. I think some of them, like my brothers, might put like a little bit of cranberry sauce on there. They go all okay. out. They go all out for these sandwiches. I made one one time, driest fucking thing I've ever eaten. And I was like, I am not a fan of this. I want pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a plain man, Jameson. I like my pizza. So what 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 is your favorite Thanksgiving food then? Because Thanksgiving food is is kind of notoriously like dry. Pretty plain and and dry. Yeah. And and that's why you have to cover everything in gravy. Yeah, it's the only way it's uh, like edible. My fa- but my fa- I think my favorite Thanksgiving food food is the rolls we get <laughs> it's not the turkey it's because like, the bakery near us it's rockland bakery very mm-hmm. famous bakery it went viral a couple of years ago because in non-covid times you could walk through they they kind of have like a bunch like a, a big warehouse factory type deal like they have a, a, a thing that bagels slide out of and you pick hot bagels fresh out of the oven it's beautiful oh i've, had, I've actually had bagels from there Dude, they're delicious. They're like the yeah. it's the best bread based products I've ever eaten. I love Rockland Bakery, and I get pretzels there whenever I go. Those rolls are to die for. That's my favorite Thanksgiving. I could eat like a dozen of those, not have any turkey, and be super okay with it. Yeah, my family's got a lot of picky eaters, and so we always get like. Like just like a shit ton of rolls. I mean, yeah, we're eating rolls all day. It's the one thing everybody likes. It's it's really like a holiday of eating bread. Yeah, yep. We just say like to hell with it and eat as much bread as possible. I mean, you got stuffing, you got Mm -hmm. rolls, you got anything that's like fried or something. I mean, that's that's that's, yeah. You know, breading, I guess. Yeah, breading. I mean, I remember uh, every Thanksgiving we kind of have like a we set up some like a, uh, like a charcuterie, charcuterie mm-hmm. board, and charcuterie uh, board, a charcuterie board, and nice. uh, <laughs> thank you, James. Good one, Tim. <laughs> We're feeling real good today. Yes. Um, and uh, the. Uh, the a majority of what I'm eating before we actually eat the meal is crackers and pepperoni. I don't know why, but give me a Ritz cracker and some pepperoni and buddy, I'm living the goddamn dream. Mm-hmm. Or we have this like dip that is in a bread bowl and you just cut the bread bowl and you just put the dip right onto the bread and you're eating that and buddy, give me that and I'm happy. Yeah. That's the trick, I think, about where you get fooled on Thanksgiving. Because there's no way you're eating breakfast on Thanksgiving. That's no. a given. Yeah. There's no way you're going to eat breakfast on Thanksgiving. Um, and then uh, dinner is going to be at like 3. It's going to be early as hell. Yeah. And so so you're starving. By the time it's like 1, you're starving. And so there's all these, uh, like all these you know... Uh, hors d'oeuvres and chips and you know all that stuff and so you're just eating that like you know little by little for for so long you're eating so many hors d'oeuvres and sides and deviled eggs and you know bread that you dip in in whatever and you you fill up on that and then you're like shit now it's thanksgiving dinner yeah you know I have to have more than one plate of that. I mean, basically, it's like a competition to see who can eat the most plates of food. Yeah. And you know, it's hard to 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 keep yourself from from eating all the hors d'oeuvres at the beginning. I I would have to agree, and not only that, but considering I'm not a huge fan of the traditional Thanksgiving meal, like I'm a fan mm-hmm. of it in the in like in a very casual sense of the word, like I like it. I like it. It's tradition. You gotta, you gotta do it. But yeah. like you said, you eat at three p.m. So by the time seven rolls around, I'm hungry again. <laughs> and the thing is, you feel like an asshole if it's seven o'clock on Thanksgiving Day. You're like, 
I think I might run out and go get like some like pizza or some like McDonald's or something. You can't do it. Yeah. You can't do it because the first response is there's leftovers in the fridge. There's leftovers in the fridge. They're also probably breaking out the desserts at that point. Oh, yeah. Probably breaking yeah. out the pies. Oh, what's your favorite pie, Jameson? I'm, it's it's a real... Because hmm. if we're talking Thanksgiving, I, I might have to go... You know, I was gonna I was gonna say something, but I'm gonna be truthful and I'm gonna say apple pie. Gonna apple, say apple pie, pie is my favorite. Okay, that's, I was gonna that, say that is a, I was gonna say a, pumpkin pie, but that's just because that's like the I, traditional thing to eat. I love pumpkin I don't pie. Think it's a good pie. I don't think it's, it's better best. than apple pie. I, I I beg to differ. I think I think it's I think it's the best pie. The only other pie that can beat pumpkin is a pizza pie. <laughs> and and buddy, that's the truth. Buddy, that's the goddamn truth on that. That's the it, final it, word. It's. I'm. I'm not gonna fight you over it. I. I agree that a pumpkin pie is a good pie. I. I, I like a good pumpkin pie. But it do is, I like a pumpkin pie over an apple pie? No, I do not. I. I love, dude. Because here's the thing with apple pie, that, that really grinds my gear. It gets my goat. Oh shit! Hold on, <laughs> folks. So Some I hot takes it. on apple pie right here. I hate it when people are like, because the, the way pe- I've been served apple pies, Jameson, <laughs> is people take vanilla ice cream, okay, and put it uh, on the pie, right? Is that the way you do it, Jameson? I'll put it next to the pie. Okay. If I'm having hot apple pie, yeah. If you're having hot apple pie, you put it next to you, but do you typically take a, a spoonful of ice cream, spoonful of pie, mix it up, eat it. Absolutely. I hate conflicting temperatures. I love that, dude. That feels fantastic in your no. mouth. No, 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 no. I hate it and it confuses me. It confuses <laughs> no, me. It's, it's, dude, it's like, it's like having a lava lamp in your mouth. Who the fuck wants a lava lamp in your mouth? <laughs> so you can feel like all the bobulars. You're like, this part of all my the mouth is cool. now, now it's getting hot. Yeah, blobulars, Tim. <laughs> I like the, bo- the blobulars. Dude, but here's the thing with pumpkin. It's consistent. You get you put your you put your your whipped cream on it, right? You got to put whipped cream on pumpkin pie. Or I agree. Cuz if you're not buddy, you're just eating raw apple pie. <laughs> so you put your apple pie or you you put your whipped cream on your apple pie. Pumpkin pie? On your pu- fuck, you- on your pumpkin pie. <laughs> Put your whipped cream on your app, on your pump, God damn it, on your pumpkin pie. <laughs> and you take it, and you just get a burst of explosion of flavor and consistency. See, would I call consist- consistency a burst or an explosion? <laughs> no. No, I would not. Dude, that's where me and you digress. That's, here's, that's- here's the thing. Here's the thing about <laughs> apple pie that blows my mind. And I made two apple pies this semester. Because I, w- I went apple picking with my housemates, and we were like, oh, let's make apple desserts. So we made yeah. um, a couple apple pies. And apparently it is a thing that people put cheese on apple pie. I've seen that. I've seen that. You've I think it's a that? sin. Have you ever tried that? No, I think it's sin. I'm scared to try it. But people people what, really stand by it. Where in what a, kind of in cheese? In that way that you're like, huh? What kind of cheese is it? Like a craft single? I I have absolutely no idea. I have I couldn't tell you. If you're putting craft single on an apple pie, uh, odds are you're a freak and a pervert. <laughs> but yeah, people people that like apple uh, cheese on their apple pie like love it, and they're like, "There's no other way to eat apple pie." They say that apple pie without the cheese is like a hug without the squeeze. The and fuck kind of saying is that? A hug <laughs> is a squeeze. A hug it's a is a squeeze. food saying. <laughs> it's one of those classic. Exa- exactly, right? Tim. A hug is a squeeze, so a hug without the squeeze is not a hug. Therefore, apple pie without the cheese is not apple pie. God. You're right. You're right. Okay. I see. <laughs> I, I can see it on that. I can see it on that. And so when people have such strong feelings, it's like it feels so wrong. It feels so wrong to put cheese on an apple pie. Yeah. But people are so, they stand by it so strong. It's like, I, I should try it. But 
But I had the opportunity several times to try cheese on my apple pie, and I couldn't bring myself to do it. I wasn't brave enough. I, dude, I wouldn't be brave enough either, because if you put cheese on an apple pie and you don't like it, that's an apple pie wasted. Yeah, you have an, an, an entire slice of apple pie that you just like is sitting there with cheese on it. It's sad. <laughs> but ice cream, <laughs> vanilla ice cream and, and apple pie, those are two sweet things. No, independently, I think they're okay. Like I, I'm, I'm, I like apple pie as a kind of. It's a stock pie. It is a is a, is your starter kit pie. Mm-hmm. But pumpkin pie, buddy, that's a sweet treat you can only have once a year. That's a rare find. I have a question for you, Tim. Okay. So you say you don't like doing a spoon of of ice cream and apple pie at the same time. Correct. But here's the thing that I find equally enjoyable is eating a spoon of ice cream and then the apple pie so that my mouth is cold and then the apple pie warms it up. And this I is could get behind that. If, I could get behind yeah, that. Especially if the apple pie is too hot to eat on its own, then it's kind of like having like a safety net of the ice cream. To That's keep yourself, true. To keep yourself from burning your tongue. Okay, yeah, that's I can get behind that. I can get behind that, dude. Why don't we make chocolate molten lava cakes a Thanksgiving dessert? I feel like we have that power. That'd be a great you can dessert. Do whatever you want, Tim. You're right. Holy shit. Here's what I here's what I want to do. Um, and this this isn't so much a problem this year because I don't think you know. Hopefully, there's not massive groups of people doing Thanksgiving. <laughs> Or multiple Thanksgiving, but like oh, last yeah. year in my Thanksgiving, I want to say I had like five Thanksgivings. I had the Sean Cass. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had um, another Friendsgiving, and then I had uh, Thanksgiving with my mom's side of the family and my dad's side of the family, and like maybe even another one. Like I had an absurd amount. And by the time mm-hmm. you get to the fourth Thanksgiving meal, you're like, I'm I done. don't ever want to see stuffing again. Yeah, no, a thousand percent. Uh, I miss Friendsgivings, so, though, in college. I miss yeah, those. Yeah, but here's what I say, is that we should have Friendsgiving because everybody is going to have other Thanksgiving meals. It's not like people are only going to have this opportunity to make stuffing and turkey. We yeah. should use our opportunity to get together and just make whatever food we want. A thousand percent. Yes, I... I that should no. be what Friendsgiving is. That exactly, exactly. Order two pizza pies, bring them. Order a bucket of KFC chicken, bring it, buddy. You you can even make uh, some chicken tenders, bring it. I think that I think that's a very good Friendsgiving. I think it is because I, because I I don't like. I don't want to be like, oh my god, I'm going to another place to eat turkey again. Yeah. No, I, dude, I understand. I when I was in, in the good old college days, I, uh, I was a part of a few different clubs and all that good stuff. Being an uh, all all around good student, and mm-hmm. I went to like four or five, like you said, friendsgivings. And by the time Thanksgiving came, I didn't want turkey. Yeah, it's not even. Like I've had enough. I've had enough dry meat in the past two weeks to last me nine Thanksgivings. But actually, mm-hmm. Friendsgiving is actually one of one of my favorite Thanksgiving memories. I think it was like junior or senior year. We had a Friendsgiving in my apartment for Sean Cass. Mm-hmm. And uh, once desserts rolled out, that's when the the whipped cream came out. And I forget how it started. But we just ended up throwing, like, taking the bottle, putting whipped cream in our hands, and just chucking at each other's faces, rubbing it Fantastic. all over ourselves, having a whipped cream fight. And that's one of my most fond Thanksgiving memories. It's a great, it's a great story, Tim. I don't, th- I, I don't think I've ever had a, a full-on food fight like that. I can't think of a, a it time was fun. I've ever taken food and thrown it. It's empowering. It, it makes a I'm mess. Sure you got to clean it up. But like, oh man, when you make contact, buddy, there's no better feeling in the world. <laughs> there's no better feeling than killing the enemy with whipped cream. <laughs> there's no other better feeling than making your friends a little sticky. 
<laughs> don't okay well we're gonna i'm gonna cut that and take it out of context and keep it <laughs> as blackmail against him for the rest of his life <laughs> oh very good yeah you can take so many things out of context from this show and it I'd pay you a million dollars not to release it out of context. That's how that <laughs> but, works uh, We're going to be releasing this tomorrow to the world on the internet. Oh, shit. Fuck. How do I delete this? <laughs> oh, man. Maybe podcasting isn't the correct uh, endeavor for you, Tim. If, if you don't want to be releasing audio of you saying Wait a minute. Words. This is a podcast? <laughs> oh, shit. This is a podcast, Tim. Dude, I thought this was a private call to you, you my good two, friend. You have two other podcasts. Shit. What? Yeah. God, I hope I don't accidentally call for the public execution of uh, government officials on one of them. I certainly hope you don't, Tim. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. It's locker room talk. That's just boys will be boys. (laughs) Boys will be boys uh, with their guillotines and such. Uh, Boys will be boys. Do you have any mo- like do you, do you have any um like uh entertainment themed uh Thanksgiving traditions like uh sitting around like watching, watching the ball something? game watching some football watching some other cuz every year uh it a- always ends up on the TV uh March of the Wooden Soldiers Okay so we always end up watching that do you have something similar I have no idea but tell me what the March of the Wooden Soldiers is it's like an old movie from like the 30s or 40s, and it is the most fucked shit I've ever seen. Um, very scary stuff. I kind of don't like it, but it's one of those things that I have to watch because uh, my family uh, has some weird sentimental value to it, and it is absolutely piss your pants uh, wild. It is just absolutely fucked shit. Yeah, I don't. Um, I'm trying to think if this is a Thanksgiving thing or a Christmas thing. It's it's. I mean, it's around that same that area. Mm-hmm. But I always watch um, the last waltz with my dad. The the okay the band concert. Sure. The directed by Martin Scorsese. That's always that's always something that makes me think of this time of year. Is watching the last waltz. Mm-hmm. Watching Neil Young's absolutely enormous cocaine boogers. <laughs> <laughs> my my man truly was going through it <laughs> yeah dude man uh yeah no i mean football is on but i have absolutely no connection to football whatsoever mm-hmm. so i never know who's playing or if i'm supposed to be rooting for someone it makes sense i, I think it's the only time of year when i actually commit hard to watching football i don't ever watch football i the only time i commit to watching any sport is like you know in march i'll watch college football okay that makes sense i, li- I like watching syracuse bat or oh i just said football i'm in basketball I-, I like watching syracuse basketball although not, not as much madness. now as i used to when i was like uh smaller yeah that makes sense yeah i mean i, I remember last year uh my brother had his friend from germany over for thanksgiving that was awesome uh, mm-hmm. we all would just kind of watch football all day and really had a good old American Thanksgiving. It felt real nice. And, uh, yeah. that was the only time, it, that was the only time when I could be like, you know what? Football, it's kind of tight. It was at this moment that Tim realized he ran out of recording space. <laughs> <laughs> so if there was a weird cut there, uh, it's because we had to figure out how to record the rest of the episode. It was at that moment Tim realized that he had spent 53 minutes shit-talking Paul Blart while Cop 2 and wishing how Paul Blart would die. Anyway, back to your regular scheduled. Yes. Um, I think the last thing I was talking about is was asking what this German guy thought of, of Thanksgiving. Oh, I mean, he had a good time. His wife is American, so he's had a few different American uh, uh, Thanksgivings. And, uh, obviously we do like, obviously I think his fiance is from the Midwest and, uh, they were in the Northeast for, because his wife is a, uh, traveling nurse. Um, so I think there's probably some things that were probably a little different in terms of it, but I mean, it's all, it's all really the same. It's all the same cookie cutter American experience. Oh, sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I guess the only real, I, I don't, I can't remember really. 
there was anything big. I don't know. But yeah, you know, we had a good time and it was fun to experience the holiday with someone who does not hail from this country. Um, so the last thing that I can think of that's like em- embarrassing about Thanksgiving is that uh, consistently I have terrible pictures of me taking during Thanksgiving because mm. Thanksgiving is at the end of November, which is, of course, no shave November. Uh, and I see you rocking the stubble. I see you. Yeah. Is, is that something that you do? No shave November? I tried it and then I started looking gross. Oh yeah, no. Because I mean, what, what are you what are you looking at right here, Tim? I'm this looking at an absolute gross... man sandwich. <laughs> looking at an absolute <laughs> yeah, fucking snack, shit. dude. Because I have so my embarrassing facial hair thing uh, is I get the patch under the chin, right there, mm-hmm. and uh, it sucks and I hate it because it really. I don't. I don't think I have a double chin, but you see right there, that little patch mm-hmm. of nothing. That makes it yeah. look like I do, and that yeah, makes no, that's me. Another, that's a great thing bad. about beards is that you can like shave and be like, "Look at that's a jawline right there." <laughs> it's Trust right me, that's there, a jawline. <laughs> <laughs> right fucking there. That's a good old fashioned jawline, baby. But yeah, no, like my mustache doesn't connect to shit uh, on this side. What the hell is going on with my camera? Like right here, I just have a bunch of 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 nothing. All I feel that. There. I feel, dude, I feel that. Uh, pretty much my facial hair grows to like here and then it just stops. Yeah. Dude, I shaved uh, a couple weeks. I had to shave about a week or two ago because I was getting fed up with it. It was, it, it was itchy and it just looked bad. It looked gross. And mm-hmm. I walked downstairs from shaving and my mom goes, oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, nice. Made me feel real good. That's I'm sure that makes you feel great. You feel this is the nice. first year I'm thinking of growing past December 1st. Do it, man. I'm considering cuz it's like it's quarantine. Nothing's I'm not happening. going anywhere. Exactly. I've already grown it this much. I might as well just see how long I can get it until maybe Christmas. Do it. Yeah. I dude, get the Paul Blart Christmas stash going. Oh yeah, dude. That that. See how long I can get it, and then just shave everything other than the mustache. Yes, classic. Classic, classic move. A classic blardism. <laughs> and we brought it all the way back with facial hair. We did it. We salvaged the We're episode. <laughs> expert podcasters. You don't put out two to three hours of content a week and not know how to bring it all together, Jameson. Ba ba. Yeah. Genius. Didn't even see that coming. They were like, how are are they going to... Paul Blart has nothing to do with Thanksgiving. How are they going to bring it back? No shave November. That's how. Folks, we fucking did it. We fucking did it. We're so good. That wasn't an accident. That was all all 100% pre-planned. That was a 4D chess move. We got you. We bamboozled you from the start. (laughs) We won. We won the podcast. (laughs) Wait, hold on. Jameson, hold on. I'm getting a phone call. Oh my God, Jameson. It's John D. Podcast. He said we won. He said we have to stop. He said no other podcast is allowed to be put up now. That's the end of it. It's the end of podcasting. We've done it. Good shit. We own podcasting now. (laughs) Thank God someone has released us from this mortal coil. (laughs) We're demolishing the podcast factory. <laughs> the podcast factory has been foreclosed upon. The uh, the operator is looking for a new home. He's still inside. <laughs> <laughs> he's going down with the ship. He's playing. The, he's playing the violin as the bulldozers come in. I'm playing the violin. <laughs> I'm the operator. It's my impression of the operator. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty good impression. Thank it's not you. Spot on. <laughs> Hold on, we're getting a call from the operator right now. Oh, oh my God, really? Hold, right, let, let's, yeah. let's 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 patch him in. Hello, Jameson. Right. This is the podcast operator. How you doing today? I'm doing great. I I, I want to know how you're doing because we just got word that the podcast factory is being demolished since we won podcasting. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, how do you me. feel about that? You know, I am. Uh, I in a word. 
I, I guess you could say bittersweet. Because while I'm mm-hmm. sad that my tenure at the podcast factory is coming to an end, I'm glad that I was able to, in some way, contribute to the podcasting and to oh, accidents happen. You know, Dude, the fans love you. <laughs> every day, I walk into work and I uh, patch you through via Google Meet. And then some days, y'all have a guest and I patch them in through the phone. And that is something that, Dom- that Dominic Altamura, enemy of the podcast factory, has failed to acknowledge. He didn't get it. He didn't get it. Podcast enemy number one, Dominic Altamura. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> Dude, you, hey, don't, don't tell Dom this, Jameson, okay? Are you, you going to tell Dom no, this? No, of course not. Of uh, course you, not. You know how his wife left him? Oh, my God. How did his wife leave him? Well, buddy, I'll give you two words. Podcast operator. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's currently, she's currently uh, in the... So I work in the basement of the podcast factory. She's in the basement of the basement. Gotcha. So what not, does she, do? Like, what does like, she do for the podcast factory? Uh, what does she do for the podcast factory? What does she do? I mean, really, what doesn't she do for the podcast factory? <laughs> you know, stats, analytics, numbers, letters. In a word, I guess you could say everything. Yo, when she brought us back the numbers for the face-off episode that almost everybody stopped listening after <laughs> two minutes and 30 seconds, the shit-eating grin on her face made our day. If you want, to be, if you want me to be completely honest, Jabez said, she may or may not have tampered with the numbers for the face-off oh episode. Oh, my God. That, that episode actually had one billion streams. <laughs> oh, oh my god, we should be rolling in money. But here's what she here's what the bad bitch did. And that's why I love her. She saw that it said featuring Dominic Altamara and in parentheses at witless underscore wisdom one and she said no no no. I'm putting a stop to this. And she made it thirty two. Oh my god. I'm gonna be completely honest, if we weren't demolishing the podcast factory, I would have to fire Tom's ex-wife because with a billion listens we should the money we should be getting from Spotify well here's the thing they stopped stopped listening the only thing that is correct is that everybody did stop listening after 30 minutes (laughs) that was true I'll give her that I'll give I'll give her that you have any fond memories of the podcast factory that you're leaving behind? I do, I do. I have so many memories of the podcast factory. Uh, you know, day one was exciting when we were all just uploading our silly little RSS feeds to Apple Podcasts, and that was the only place you could go. Another important memory was when Joe Rogan walked in. Ah, sweet, sweet Joey Rogan. I remember it well. Gave me a kiss on the lips and said, "You're going places." <laughs> He's changed since then, man. Not the oh same. yeah, no, no lip kissing. All that DMT, <laughs> dude. I, it was actually me who turned him on to DMT. <laughs> oh yeah. I said, "Hey Joe, you gotta try this shit out." <laughs> you you'll trip for like six minutes, but it feels like a lifetime. I said, "Buddy, you not you will not only be seeing God, you will become God." <laughs> and then and that and that's what made his ego so large that's why yeah. we had to dethrone him as the kings of podcasting you're so right and i'm so blessed to have been a part of it all right well uh we'll try to keep in touch although it seems like this is maybe the end of of podcasting as we know it listen if there's any changes you know you boys know that i will come right back and do my silly little tasks. All right. Thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving, Jameson. Happy Thanksgiving, phone operator. I love him. I love him so much. <laughs> feels real fucking good. Feels great. It feels it feels great to feel great. And folks, I think <laughs> that is a perfect end to our absolute chaos 
Thanksgiving episode. One of our more chaotic episodes. Yeah, certainly uh, was a trip, I will say. Yeah. Um, we hope everybody has a has a fun and a safe Thanksgiving. There is a mm-hmm. pandemic in the world right now. Yeah, that's what they keep uh, telling me. That is what they keep saying, is that there's a global pandemic. <laughs> uh, I remember the first time they told me, and I said, oh, shit. And then the fourth time, I was like, ah, it's not getting better. And then the millionth time later, it still ain't good. No, it feels bad. It feels Podcasting real bad. feels great. <laughs> Global pandemics feels worse. You're so right. On the scale of things I enjoy, podcasting is up there. Global pandemics, living through history is not one of them. Yeah, it doesn't even break the list. <laughs> Uh, so thank you for joining us this week. I'm Jameson Styles. You can find me online, Twitter, Instagram, Jameson underscore Styles. And my name is Tim, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Timmy Brenner. You can follow the show at Accidents Pod on Twitter and on Instagram at Accidents Happen Pod. Did I get that right? Oh, probably. If not, <laughs> if, it'll if be it's not th- right, flip the names. I th- yeah. But um, uh, yeah. Also, follow us on Spotify. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five star rating. Drop a review. All that stuff. And folks, accidents fucking happen. That's all I can say. Don't watch Paul Blart Mall Cop Two. <laughs>